in the middle of, of hot, hot justice talk here. We're like, oh, no, we should we should be on. We should be on for this. Hot just ass. Hot just ass. <laughs> I saw a, uh, a tweet the other day that uh, it was either a tweet or a Facebook. Somebody somebody posited that the opposite of ass. What was it? It was the opposite of assassin was dick dick out or something like that. <laughs> So, uh, I'll take your word hot, for it. Hot just ass. Only asses on this episode of Late to the Party with Travis Tate. True that. So uh, I'm looking at, I was looking at, uh, you know, we'll get into it later. Basically, I, I want to talk about Batista's ass later, but we're not going to. What? we're talking about, Travis. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's an all ass episode, so. Uh, it's the assiest one yet. All of my, I, I need to, I got some notes here I'm scribbling on. I, got, I need to uh, reframe everything to talk about asses in every, uh, <laughs> every category. But the, uh, the just ass talk was, uh, speaking of, speaking of asses, we're going to talk about uh, the Schneider cut. Schneider. Yeah. I just watched it. I hadn't seen it before. The, the trailer, that is. I, I only <laughs> watched it before we were recording. So I'm like, well, I mean, at least something happened this week. So even though. The I fandom no thing, right? It, the fandom. <laughs> <laughs> if you have entered the fandom. Actually, like, I... Really, really, DC only has one bullet in their gun, and that bullet has a bat signal on it. There was so much... Like, what news did they have that wasn't Batman-related? I mean, they dropped, like, a little character costume reveal for... uh the uh, Suicide Squad looked kind of interesting. Uh, there's actually there's actually a rodent in it. <laughs> Is there? Sean Gunn plays that was something I, a rodent. That was something some that I didn't look up. Yeah. They showed John Cena's character. They basically showed all the characters. Captain Boomerang. Did it, did it seem interesting? Yeah, I mean, they didn't really show much of the movie. It was more or less, you know, the characters and what what the. Uh, comic book version looks like but it it looks interesting I, I i liked the first one so i'll i'll probably the thing see that this I, one. I had zeroed in on on that it was that they announced that uh suicide squad game suicide squad kills the justice league oh uh, yeah i know uh ron funches was upset that he doesn't play king shark in that do please do not misunderstand uh ron funches king shark in harley quinn is amazing uh, I th- that thing is a very that specific thing works yeah very specific to that I think Ron Funch is good old Ronnie Funch thinking well not thinking asserting that he he is corner of the market on King Shark and maybe <laughs> that that game tonally is not going to work for that well I looked it up to see who was playing King Shark and they got a wrestler. He's he's a really good wrestler. His name's Samoa Joe to play it. And Samoa oh, okay, Joe, yeah. Samoa Joe's got a King Sharky voice. I think that's a good fit for King Shark. So yeah, I would say that. Uh, I mean, it, were I Ron Funches and found out they because I mean Ron Funches is a wrestling fan. Yeah, he's a huge so wrestling fan. So I would think that that would be like, well, if I got to lose to somebody, yeah, why not Samoa Joe or that? Which, uh, by the way, like I mean, that's maybe. Maybe well, I mean, let's 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 close out Schneider Schneider talk. Yeah, talk. Close out. We uh, haven't actually opened the package yet. We know. <laughs> let's open. Let, <laughs> for, let's open the ass cheeks and let's talk just ass. Oh wow! Whew. Uh, I can smell it from here. 
So watching the Great Salt Lake. First of all, first. (laughs) Oh God, I I work out there by not just the Great Salt Lake, but by the dump, and like there, (laughs) there is nothing that like going into work, getting into work at 11 p.m. It can can already be a bit of a challenge, but when you open the door and that Great Salt Lake dump smell just invades your car, it's like, yep, yep, we're here. You should head about five miles further west, and it really just gets intense. It gets worse than that. Oh yeah, it, it, it yeah. is. It is a a mixture of like the Great Salt Lake uh, ass smell and and strangely enough, like dog food. <laughs> that just just assaults the senses like forget about smelling salt you, you you get a boxer who's knocked out just 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 wave a little packet of of salt lake dump you know great salt lake smell under their nose that'll bring them right out of it it's that good old brine shrimp it's all those sea monkeys the the kids today are playing with <laughs> they gotta have their sea monkeys I gotta, i'm gonna look that up i, I Go ahead and vamp for a sec. I just want to. I just want to get a, a taste for if sea monkeys are still a thing. I I don't. I haven't seen them around forever. I think they sell. They still sell them at like smart kid stores. You know what I'm talking about? Like Red Balloon places like that. You know where you t- you take the kids that are homeschooled and kind of probably a little more smart than than your normal Saturday morning cartoon kid like I was personally. Yeah, I guess they are. Uh, it- the the 80s were were rife with these sort of things that was hey kids the thing that's on the package it is not going to be like that but you know buy it anyway i had aunts and uncles that were between like five to ten years older than me so i would kind of they were still young enough that they would kind of play with me a little as when i was young and they had some of that 70s stuff like pet rock um (laughs) All that kind of stuff. Troll dolls. I know troll dolls became big know, again troll, in the 90s, but... Troll dolls are still big. Yeah, it, it's, it's we a have, weird thing. Is it two or is there three movies that are trolls at this point? Oh, yeah, I forgot that they did those. <laughs> I can't believe yeah, it. That, that, is, that is one of those things that uh, I could not believe that troll dolls made a, a significant comeback in the uh, the, I guess whatever 2000s we're in at this point i keep wanting to say late 2000s but that's it's only late because it's where we're at right now i wonder if there's like a quite early in the 2000s i wonder if there's like a pervert subreddit of like people that like trolls instead of like my little ponies they're like trollies or something brolies i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb and say yes travis there is they dress up in costumes have have gyms in their belly buttons that's one. I'm not going to take a minute to search for that because I know it's out there. And <laughs> it's got to be. Really, it's got to exist, I don't really right? Want to know about it? There's, hey, there's yeah, a convention they, somewhere. I'm sure it's like in Arkansas. Travis, the the ass cheeks are still open. Oh yeah, I just kind of <laughs> got used to the smell. So, <clears throat> I the only thing I really have to say about it, because I, I told you I I really watched that trailer more despite myself, and it what 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 is it that caused there to be this sort of fervor for the Snyder cut I think just the disappointment of it didn't turn out as well as the Avengers movies and people do love those characters like Batman Superman Wonder Woman they are still there I mean they call them the Trinity of DC they are still like super huge characters that people still love when you say superheroes 
before you know all these marvel movies came out people would have thought you were talking about you know batman superman wonder woman they were kind of the biggins so i think people were maybe a little bummed just at how it came out so when word leaked that well you know snyder had to leave the movie because he had a family tragedy joss whedon kept or jumped in which i mean normally we would think joss whedon jumping in would be a good thing but maybe the visions just didn't line up so when there was rumor of a snyder cut i think people just were like just holding on to hope you know like maybe it'll still be good maybe it'll still be good and maybe it is, maybe it won't. <laughs> is is this is the Snyder cut literally that that gag from The Simpsons when uh, wasn't it Homer was was roasting a pig that got like fired out of a cannon and everywhere it would go it was like it's just a little, like it would go through water go it's a little wet it's still good it's still good. <laughs> it's kind of like I've heard a, a couple uh, comedians that are of the Jewish faith make jokes like this where. Uh, you know, somebody goes, hey, what do you think about this? And then they give this scathing opinion. And then the the person that asked goes, oh, yeah, that, you know, like, that's my brother. And then the, the comedian goes, let me finish. <laughs> He's actually a very nice man. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the <clears throat> Snyder cut, basically. I just let me finish. <laughs> I, I just can't help feeling that at the end of the day, it's still that like adding adding a few more. I mean, how many? You, I'm sure you've seen movies before that have deleted scenes. How many times have you seen those and said, "Oh boy, the movie's better now because of these deleted scenes"? Um, maybe the Lord of the Rings movies. There was some stuff in there that I was like, "Well, that was cool. I'm glad I saw that." But normally, yeah, it's there's a reason it got got but cut. The Lord of the Rings movies were already really good. Right. No, you're right. <laughs> and a lot of those deleted scenes that. When, when I think about the Lord of the Rings movies, I think, like, those movies are cool, but those movies are really long already, and at mm-hmm. some point you have to you have to pull back teensy weeds. I think there's there's something about, like, I'm looking forward to the four-hour cut of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, oh. like, they're supposed, to, that, I mean, they're supposed to release that on Netflix <laughs> in four yeah. one-hour segments. And Once that's kind of... What they're going to do with Justice League too, but on HBO now, whatever it's called now. Max. Max, yeah. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is already kind of a movie about nothing by and large. <laughs> so, like more of that, I it, it's hard to ruin that. My just like I said, my take on Justice League is it's not a good it's just not a really very compelling movie so adding more to it like i again some of the some of the large criticism that that trailer got if you can criticize the trailer much is the use of leonard cohen's original hallelujah which i think is more related to that this thing i think the thing that they're trying to press with that is that this thing got released at all because that it had been this kind of this this sort of in like joke not necessarily because there are a lot of people who take this Snyder cut thing very seriously <laughs> that's because so they're like, just oh holding god. on to hope that something will turn out well that's what I'm saying, is that people <laughs> are like oh my god they released the cut that's got more footage like it's still that plot it's still it's maybe know, i know that maybe it'll provide side. some context though that maybe helps the movie along. like i know when i write a joke Sometimes you can write too much setup. 
sometimes it doesn't have enough setup and you just need just a little bit more to make it work. So maybe, I mean, you can see there's a, there's a scene where uh, the Flash seems to me Iris West. I don't know if that may, will maybe add a little to his backstory. There, it looks like there's actually quite a bit more of Cyborg's backstory because he didn't really have a backstory at all. <clears throat> the only time uh, was the, there was like a, the, a flashback of uh, Batman looking, watching a computer where it showed a scene of him being put back together by his dad, and that was pretty much the only backstory I remember anyway. Uh, the the thing you're gonna I was gonna say was the the only thing I can see it it recontextualizing is there's that scene where like Batman's asleep at the at the computer and the mm -hmm. flat that was the thing is I didn't know that was the Flash it happens in such a weird way that I couldn't tell who it was that someone comes through a space butthole to tell him something important and they never really explain what that is and that was Batman Superman right. Was that in Batman? Superman? I think so. I don't think it was in Justice League. I think I might be remembering it wrong because they do run together in my head. But I, I want to say that yeah, was same. Batman versus Superman. Same. Well, regardless, it, it seems to show that the, the I guess the the Schneider cut is going to have some. It looks like they have some whole like Flash running through dimensions and time and things like that. And there's also uh, Superman standing there in the black costume, which didn't really appear what in the does, movie at all he just kind of showed up the, what does the black costume signify does it oh i remember is there any great weight behind it no it's just when he came back in the comic books he was wearing a black costume like when when they first kind of showed him at the um solitude what's it called uh the fortress of the solitude? fortress of solitude yes he's he's wearing like a, a black costume black leotard if you will didn't zod and his his crew have black costumes like that yeah but I, I don't know if that really had much to do with it i just remember that because he was kind of like a behind the scenes guy like he sent out steel and then there was a uh, Superboy, not Superboy, but yeah i don't you know, know the boy superman that. yeah i i you know i i only have kind of tangential knowledge of you know the the you know a little bit about the the death of superman and very little about you know they had once he died they had like uh cyborg superman the right. young superman uh maybe the black costume is like a kryptonian tuxedo yeah. <laughs> is that anything yeah. like canada's montreal tuxedo yeah they just buried him in a, a black suit because it was the the kryptonian tuxedo so I think it's more or less know. a nod to, you know, the comics of him coming and back. My recollection is before they brought back Superman asked Superman, didn't they do the whole red and blue Superman? No, I think that while? was more recent. That was only uh, like was, 10 years ago. I don't know. I think I, I'm going to try looking that up because I think that my memory serving me was that there were before they just straight up brought Superman back, uh, they had a whole weird, there were two Supermans and one was red, full red and one was. No, red. because that happened in my kid's childhood. Cause I've got the toys for those. I've got red Superman and black Superman. I think there were several versions of Superman and I think there was even like a, a bad Superman, but I, the, the red blue. Oh, that's just bizarre. Was like early two thousands. I think. Did you find it? 
uh, I, I found a Wikipedia about it, and it, it says first published 1981. But I, <laughs> all that. Yeah, this is weird. So the, the original Superman Red, Superman Blue Tale is an imaginary story that first appeared in Superman 162 in July of 1963. I'm gonna, We're talking the ones that had like kind of a lightning bolt theme to them, right? Yeah, yeah. And they had like a weird like head shroud thing. It didn't so look like Superman at all. It's hard to tell because, yeah, it's hard to tell because comics does this thing where, you know, ideas get recycled a lot. So it's hard to find the original. I know there's one that I'm looking at that's a cover from 1998, which th that is definitely, this cover from 1998 is definitely the, the one that you're talking about, the all blue, all red ones that mm -hmm. there's like a whole lightning bolt thing to it. So, uh, the modern age story, the second incarnation began as a 1998 storyline. While temporarily, temporarily deprived of the solar energy required to give him power, Superman has developed energy-based abilities. And the death of Superman was like 92, somewhere around there, right? Because yeah, I was still it's... a kid. I remember reading the comic book as a kid. So, I think that was early 90s. I don't know. They sometimes I'll they grasp at things. While I'm at it. But overall, you know, I'm interested in the the Snyder cut, and I just found out because we because my son has HBO Max, uh, he pays for it himself. I'm proud of him, but he watches it There's on his his on. iPad. But I found out we can uh, stream it through our PlayStation Four, so now I have access to it. Yeah, there you go. Since Roku is not playing nice with HBO. Well, you can watch a lot of cool stuff. So I'm I'm interested to kind of delve into yeah, that and right. see what's available. You're right. Death of Superman was 92, so. I can't believe I got the year right. <clears throat> yeah, that is good. A lot of because it's not like I was paying super attention to that stuff, but it, it's an interesting time, I guess, at that point that like the death of Superman was a real, a real moment in time. Nowadays, like characters' deaths are relatively meaningless because they never right. really go away well that was a huge one that was like did they really did they really kill superman <laughs> i guess we were now, in high school oh, they they killed superman again huh yeah it yeah. might have been just that we were younger and more naive i don't i don't know i'd have to try and figure out what the chatter was at the time like wow well, killed superman i guess we'll see him in three years it seems like the next step was when they broke batman's back that was a big deal and then yeah. in the early 2000s, I want to say it is, when they killed Captain America. And after Captain America came back fairly quickly, about actually. about it at the, end of, at the end of Civil War? Yeah. yeah. And I think that's kind of when it lost its oomph. It's like, yeah, they kill them, they come back. It's, um, it's not as big I a think, deal. I think it had already lost its oomph. I'm trying to think. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm going to look. Gosh, dang it. I'm going to try looking up Civil War and look up Winter Soldier. I, I know those two things run together as the movies, but I'm trying to see which, which one came first as far as comics. They never actually did the the death of Captain America, though. No, no, they may, but they rolled they rolled Winter they rolled Winter Soldier in. I was just going to say of because uh, for the longest time the the kind of gag with it was that uh, the only two characters that will never come back was Uncle Ben and, and Bucky, and then, you know, they brought Bucky back. Right. Yeah, I think when it, once it's like a, a parental-type person, like Batman's parents or even Superman's parents, 
Uncle Ben. That's one where it's like, it's kind of a pivotal death because that's kind of what caused them to become what they become. So you kind of have to kind of stick with those. Although with, with Flashpoint, which is kind of what they're hinting at in the Snyder Cut and in the new uh, Flash movie, there's, you know, the uh, the twist of Thomas Wayne being alive and Bruce dying, which is an interesting take. I do wonder, like I heard uh, Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck are going to be reprising their roles in the new Flash movie. So that could be an interesting Flashpoint situation where you, I don't know if they're going to reset the entire universe or what exactly is going to go on. Or if they just explain that there are these different universes, like, so the Matt Reeves Batman takes place in a completely different universe than the Justice League. Does that mean, you know, Affleck could still come back in a limited role if he feels like it? And play Bruce Wayne, just be like the boss of the Justice League. I don't know, because uh, Henry Cavill's already talking about. I mean, there was an article like a month or two ago where he was very much like, "I'm not done with this role." Everybody, I don't know why everybody assumes I'm done. I still have a lot of stories to tell with with this character. So he seems like he's into it. I really like casual Henry Cavill of just like he just kind of. <laughs> He just seems to kind of enjoy taking these nerdy roles and, you know, just be casual about it. I think it's cool. Did you see that there's rumors that Jason Momoa might have a role in The Witcher? I don't know if it's The Witcher Witcher or the prequel Witcher. But, yeah, there's rumors that that he might. I mean, he's perfect for that role, you know. I, you know, something I have been doing uh, recently is uh, I have been listening to Dune. Like the soundtrack or the audiobook or what? The audiobook. Okay. Uh, it just says, yeah, he's reportedly being considered for The Witcher. Uh, yeah, well... Reunited. Yeah, the, the prequel series. So him being a, him being an earlier on Witcher, you know... That's fine. Yeah. Sure. He won't be on screen with Henry Cavill, sadly. Sorry, ladies. No. But uh, the character that Jason Momoa is going to play in Dune is like perfect casting of a like dumbass who gets too drunk on beer. <laughs> or at least as far as I know. Like I'm uh, the the or not the Witcher. Dune is like a 21 hour audiobook, and I'm a I'm a little maybe just a little over halfway through it, and. Uh, that is that's the a whole day Duncan, man idaho. the character duncan idaho that uh jason momoa will be playing is like it, it is it's excellent casting do you remember much about the the old movie that's the thing is i've never seen the old movie so i i started listening to it and i'm like i kind of want to you know 21 hours is a lot but yeah. i think i can get there so i'm like i i because dune has a the the 1984 movie has kind of a you know it it has a what's the word i'm looking for like it has a split of it's thought of as kind of a cinematic mess but the books i think have such a have such a a fan base that like people kind of still it's still i I mean i don't know i haven't watched it i just know it's it's just like i said it's thought of as kind of cinematic mess it's a it's a freaking uh what's his name um 
you know, Twin Peaks guy. I'm trying to remember it too. Yeah, it's a David Lynch movie. David Lynch, yes. So, From what I heard, you know, he never actually even read the books or anything. He just, uh, they gave him a script and he's like, yeah, let's make it. <laughs> so he didn't know anything okay. about the source material. That's that's kind of okay from a certain standpoint. I got it. I don't know it. On DVD, like a few years ago, I saw it at Walmart in like the five dollar bin, and I think it came as a combo with something else. So I started it, got about a half hour in. I believe Patrick Stewart's in it. Yes, he is. So I kind of remember a little bit of it, but I didn't get very far. My family was like, "Nah, we're not doing this." So I didn't finish it. But I, from, I'm interested to go back and watch it. I know Sting is in it. Yes, Sting <laughs> in that sweet bikini. That character, as far as I can tell, has not uh, has not made an appearance in the uh, the audiobook I'm listening to. I don't I don't know. This is this is such a weird thing. Of I don't really know if I'm doing myself a disservice if I maybe would have because I I guess I didn't know that about uh, about the uh, the original that 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 Lynch had made it without really knowing anything about the book because looking looking at the cast there's some uh this character uh peter the that is has been in the books like seeing that uh brad Dourif played him in the movie i'm like that is perfect casting based on what i know of the character some of the other ones like kyle mclaughlin for the uh the paul atreides character seems a little older than what he's being portrayed in this book as like he's being portrayed as like a teenager i saw a, it might just i saw a still photo of like the new version and it does the okay. lead the lead character looks yeah, like he's late teens Timothy early 20s chalamet. yeah chalamet. oh is what that a, what, a, what a strong name chalamet i know i just started hearing that name all of a sudden like four months ago and now anyway he looks a lot younger so you're we're, right we're old so yeah that's true we're old people people our age when we were that age were like skeet ulrich what <laughs> so, the whole cast of scream <laughs> yeah yeah very much so it, it's a it, i i just think it's I, I try to be better with it but like so you know like people who are my age who start to become stars like a jason mimosa is like yeah i'm gonna know who that guy is he's a grown-up already like, Right, but it, it's so much harder to to focus on younger people. I try, I try, I try to be good, but like some of the, there's a lot of really good people in the. I'm really interested in the the new one, and supposedly a trailer for that's going to drop in the next couple of days. Oh, really? So who else is in it? And my my boy and my my boy and uh, ass cheeky uh, Dave Batista. He's going to be Beast Raban. Whoa, who's playing the fat floating guy? I remember him. Uh uh stellar skateboard still in skarsgård oh really huh. yeah all right yeah i, think, I can see and, that. And that that's some that's some decent casting yeah like the casting in it most of them most of the the people in this from from the the audiobook i'm listening to i'm like yeah they're making pretty good pretty good casting the only some of the only casting and this is a very this was even true of the 1984 one is the the character that you're talking about uh i think it's gurney halleck uh, that Patrick Stewart played. Let's see, who's Gurney Halleck in the new one? Uh, yeah, Josh Brolin. And <laughs> this is something that happens a lot. Is that character is described almost almost across the board in the book. They describe it as he's a lumpy, gross, like like he's just kind of kind of homely and kind of ugly. Which Patrick Stewart and Josh Brolin are not. Yeah, not really. <laughs> they should have so, got like uh, I don't know uh, 
But I'm not mad at you. No, stepbrothers. What's his name? <laughs> I know who you're talking about. Oh, no, I, I, can't, I can't remember right. names today. Which one? Are you talking about like either, either one? Of them, either one. I think either one would work just fine. <laughs> They're both good actors. I like them both, but I mean, they can they can uh, pull off unattractive schlubby. <laughs> I've I've told you before that I'm I'm kind of uh I'm I'm immune to Will Ferrell. You're talking about John C. Riley. Yes, thank you, John you know, C. Riley. John C. Riley is actually has proved himself super capable of dramatic acting. Yeah. In a few roles, I don't know. Has Will Ferrell ever done something dramatic? That I think he's tried. Remember that? Remember that movie where uh, Emma Thompson is writing a book, but the book is Will Ferrell's life, and he just starts because he can hear her basically narrating his life, everything he does. She narrates it, but she's a real person just writing a story. I never saw it, but I remember people were like, "Oh, know. it was, it was so moving. It was just, that it was still so real. Like something like that's that, not real. Um, that's the opposite of real." That's like uh, when people talk about Jim Carrey when he was in Truman Show. It's like, oh, oh. He, he's proven himself as a dramatic actor. And I'm like, no, he's still rubber-faced fartsmith uh, Jim Carrey in that. That's kind of what made me stop liking Jim Carrey. <laughs> I still like him in did Dumb you, and Dumber, but I can't really watch anything else that he does. Oh, did you ever see uh, um, uh, Eternal Sun- Sunshine of the Spotless Mind? No, I never did see it. Ah, I I really like that movie. And that, that movie, he is not being silly at all. Hmm. That's one, like, I, I would, I would kind of, I'd be interested to know what you think about it. Because it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty, uh, it, it's kind of a weird movie, but it's also pretty depressing. Is he kind of insane? Of is that what the premise is? No, no. The, the, the surface level premise is um, uh, a guy who goes to a, a company that can erase specific memories uh, and he wants to have the memory of his, his ex-girlfriend erased. Huh? Okay. It, I really like, well, I mean, I haven't seen it for years, but I, when I saw it originally, I was pretty impressed by it. I can think of some gigs that I've done that I would want erased. But... <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I just had but a I, Facebook I, memory. Uh, I think it was last week about like the worst gig I've ever done. <laughs> it was, yeah, was there's a food I, truck festival. <laughs> Facebook memories almost across the board never work out for me. I love it. Uh, there's things that I forget about. I'm like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I don't share them yeah. all, but it is nice to have uh, those come up. Nine times out of 10 for me. Uh, Facebook memories are like, uh, Oh, that it goes back to when my so. kids were still a little younger. Cause I think, I think I've been on for 10 years. I know some people yeah. are like, 10? Oh, I've been on for, I don't know how long Facebook was around before I joined. I was one of those people that were never going to join. Uh, my dad was too, and now he's joined, <laughs> which is interesting. Yeah, I was very much like that too. Like, yeah, do you, do you stop and think about uh, think about the existence of Facebook? And you, it, It's been a thing of the, the 2000s, of everything in the 2000s feels like new. Mm-hmm even though it's been around for 20 years, like you, you think yeah. about Facebook as this relatively new thing and you realize you've been on Facebook for like 16 or 17 years. YouTube's like that too. I'm like YouTube. Yeah. It's been around for like four or five years, but it's been around for a while. <laughs> it's been a while. I originally yeah. joined YouTube just so I could, or sorry, not YouTube, Facebook. So I could catch up with people like you, people I, I used to work with or I went to school with or something like that. And now it's just turned into, trying to get people to come to comedy shows 
Yeah, Facebook really took a turn at some point. I don't know. Facebook was kind of fun, good times, And at some point, it just took a turn to where I don't feel like I just don't feel like posting anything for the most part. I guess hmm. it was for a while. It was really people posting about their lives. And at some point, it just it stopped being that it's i think i don't know everything like the, the whole world got more political to, it's not even necessarily facebook but i don't know if it, and i don't even know if it's the political thing i think maybe it's some if it has anything to do with finding out that facebook was super super privacy adverse like just finding out that like yeah they're, they're sharing your information with everyone maybe you shouldn't post pictures of your kids maybe you shouldn't talk about your life yeah i don't know I don't mm-hmm. know. I think it probably it's just the the newness wore not wore off too. It's like, oh, this is so cool. I can catch up with people, and now it's like, all right, I know what your dog looks like. Stop posting pictures. I get yeah. it. You love your dog. <laughs> and maybe you caught up with everyone, and then you kind of shuffled through the people that you you became friends with. A lot of people are like, yeah, I guess I don't really want to know what's going on with that guy. <laughs> no, for the most part, oh, no. people from my past, I'm I'm pretty excited to. To see what they've got going on. You know, it's usually pretty cool. Did we finish talking about the Snyder Cut? No, I don't think we did. But that's, I mean, we've kind of... (laughs) I don't know. It's the the through line of this episode. (laughs) The only other aspect that I really want, that that really just kind of of stonewalls me on it, is the, the through line seems to be Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder can't stop kind of uh, espousing about Hey, we're, we're going to make it adult. This ain't for kids. And like <laughs> it, so many like tweets and so many things where he's talking about like, ah, you know, if you want, if you want them colors and you want that stuff, like, ah, that's, that's shit for elementary school. And I'm like, buddy, unless, unless there's not still a part where the, the Batmobile turns into a spider. Uh, I mean, there's still like, you can't, you can't make that movie and try to tell people that it's for grown ups. I think DC is kind of leaning that direction because it kind of looks like the Batman possibly could be rated R. It looks pretty dark. Batman movies are kind of, and again, that is the only bullet that DC has in their gun is like Batman. It's sort of for like, you're you're never going to make a a Punisher movie really for kids. No, no, you can't do that. Unless they they change his name to the tickler. But even that probably isn't for kids either. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking of, the Punisher just that. sends kids to their rooms. He puts them I'm in timeout. <laughs> Kingpin, you're in timeout. The, the <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm thinking of that Punisher Warzone movie, and I'm thinking of like parkour people. Instead of like hitting them with a grenade launcher, he just hits them with a feather gun. <laughs> I, I, the I just, French like, tickler. You are writing a completely different movie. Than <laughs> it's a different kind of punish. Of, I punished him. Yeah, I'm sure you did. I'm thinking of like some guy like duct taped to a chair and like Ray Winstone coming out of the shadows like, we're going to we're gonna take off his shoes and socks now. Stop! Oh, look, these pillows are down. All right, now. Goose feathers. Expose your arm. It's, you're, you know, you're right. There's no way you can't make this a creepy movie. That's true. Yeah, it's definitely a little, little creepy. But, but yeah, like uh, that. 
that trailer for the Batman or that that teaser for Batman, because from what I understand, I I read something that there may be only maybe a quarter of the way through filming that. Yeah, so, I could kind of see that with all the stuff going on. It probably interrupted. It yeah, looks good though. I I, I guess. Everybody seems guess like they're on board now. We were on board with the Robert Pattinson casting. I think at the beginning we were like, yeah, we've seen him in other things. He's a good actor. We're not worried about it. So I, I, it never wor- really worried me. I, the only thing that worried me at the beginning, I remember, was there was so many villains already announced for the one movie. But it kind of yeah. looks like maybe they're going to be origin type stories. So yeah, that's what that's what you do. And obviously, just, Catwoman's going to be a love interest. I, I mean, it may maybe the penguin. I don't know. It's twenty twenty. Who knows? <laughs> did Did you see that other thing that that they were showing the uh, the side by sides with Richard uh, Kind? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That. Is, that is kind of uncanny, isn't it? <laughs> I can. I mean, it's like why didn't they cast Richard Kind? Because you don't but, want the penguin to sound like this. But it, I mean, that's that would still work though. Maybe it would work in a different movie if they were trying to have any sort of sense of humor about it. That would work. You know, he was in yeah. Gotham. He played the mayor. Did he really? Yeah. I love Richard Kind. He's really, really good in it. And 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 a, a Richard Kind penguin does. I, I still think that does kind <laughs> of work. He would probably do better with like the Burgess Meredith type of penguin. Yeah. Which. Uh, I think this is going to be the ground floor. When, when in eight or nine years they ha- they make another Batman movie because that's the only bullet in uh, in DC's gun. I think they're finally going to make a bat a fun Batman movie again. I think they they should think about doing a Superman movie where he goes to another planet, and there's other people similar to him in skill. So he's just kind of run of the mill. You know what I mean? Instead of the I, most invincible being that ever walked the earth, maybe I just feel uh, it, the they're gonna finally make a good Superman movie when they do the thing. Most of the best Superman stories, they're not focusing on him fighting an insurmountable villain. They're trying to, they're trying to explore the person that is Kal El or Clark Kent or Superman. They're trying to, they're focusing more on because I, I, I've said before like. Maybe my favorite Superman story is All Star All Star Superman, and it's a it's not a canon story, but that story is about Superman has seven days to live, and he spends seven days trying to set the table for what a world without Superman is going to be like. And it's mm. it's genuinely more about it's genuinely more about uh, the person than it is the powers. It's more about you know uh, Superman's Superman's greatest weakness isn't Kryptonite. Superman's weakness is he has to protect these people that he's not a part of. Right. Like he loves, he loves humanity. That that's, that's part of why making a dark Superman movie doesn't work because you can't write about it. Like a dark movie isn't going to write about. He's a guy who's an optimist and his great, he, he loves humanity. He just loves it. He loves everything about being human and he wants to protect it. And it, one of his greatest frustrations is he can't protect even as powerful as he is. He can't protect it all at once. People are still That's getting true. shot in alleys. Right. You can't save everyone at once. Right. And that probably and, drives and you crazy. You can write, yeah, you can write a movie about the frustration and the sorrow of, I, I, he's basically a god who doesn't have that, that 
omnipresence of being able to do it all at once. And, and, and then if you get into, because that's, that's something, I guess, that the Snyder Cuts may be trying to get into, that Marvel, Marvel movies kind of did well, which, the, which is the idea that there's not just Earth. There are greater there there are greater things way outside of Earth, and they're bigger. Right. You know, they they had that moment in, um, I think it was uh, Endgame, where they they say something to to Captain Marvel about like where have you been, and she's like, you know, there's other things going on than you people, right? <laughs> yeah, I think that's why bringing Dark Side in to fight Superman would be pretty good. Did you ever watch the Justice League or Justice League Unlimited cartoons? I watched some of it, like off and on. So the very, I think it's the very last storyline in Justice League Unlimited. It's Superman versus Darkseid, and um, they're fighting. And I can't remember exactly the scenario. I think they're on like a, a fake, like Mr. Mixelplex type Earth where everything is cardboard. So there's nothing, like Superman's free to fight basically. And he says, you know, every time I've ever fought you, you know, I've had to take it easy because I don't want to tear the entire city up. But right now I can just go at it full bore. So that was kind of interesting. Like, oh, yeah. And you kind of see that in the, the Superman movie, the Man of Steel movie, where, you know, he's trying not very good in that movie, but to not tear the entire city apart. But that's got to be something that he has to deal Superman with. in that, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, every superhero uh, movie, like their first battle, they end up ruining something. <laughs> that's a, and that is a hard, that's another hard thing about making, I, I told you that was a, what was it that I had the problem with that? Um, Superman is like the, the, when we first started doing this podcast and you said you hate the character that's like, I don't know guys, but that's kind of how know, Superman guys. has to fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, it, it, that, I'm remembering it, it was one of the main problems I had with the newer Star Trek movies uh, when they did the uh, the Yule, they did their reversi on um, on uh, Rathacon where mm-hmm. Kirk dies and Spock lives, and it's like these guys have only known each other for a year and a half, and it's been clear throughout that they they haven't really gotten to where they like each other. Yeah. They're kind of where when it competition, when it happened, when it happened in, in Rathacon, you know, with the original cast, it's like, this is a, I don't know what it is at that point, like 20, 20 plus year character arc where those, those two characters didn't really get along for a long time. And like, when you make, when you're making these movies with these guys, like, yeah, they've, they've come to have friends. And that, that moment is the culmination of, of all those years. So, and, and then they, they, you know, when they brought Spock back, that was still a couple of years later in a movie. Whereas Kirk came back almost instantly at the end of that movie. <laughs> right. So th- there's just they had magic blood. <laughs> yeah, part of it, part of that when you make these super make that that could easily be a problem with making Superman is, it, it, you know, it's it's also the same thing of when you're making the Batman. Every time you reboot Batman, it's like okay, we're retelling his origin story and we, we, everyone knows the origin story. Everyone know why, knows why he's doing this. Everyone knows he's tortured. So when you're taking up real estate in a movie of Bruce Wayne is tortured, it's like, yeah, we, we know. Yeah, we know. Why are you wasting our time with this? We already know. Like, how do you tell? So maybe, maybe the pathway to a better Superman movie is, is saying, look, you all know 
here's a movie where he's been Superman for 10 years, and here's where he's at. I think, honestly, Batman's origin story has probably been shown on film more than, like, Jesus in his origin story. <laughs> you know, the Christmas well, what, story. <laughs> I, I I had said, uh, I, I made a tweet earlier of, like, Batman is honestly the Taco Bell of of these movies. It's like every every time you get a new menu option, you, you go at it like, yeah, these are just the same five ingredients. They're just <laughs> right. mixing it again. But but in the end, I guess it I guess it tastes fine. I'm still at Taco Bell, eating a chalupa. It's like that old Gaffigan bit. Uh, what's a what's a tort uh, taco? It's meat, lettuce, cheese. Okay, what is a uh, burrito? <laughs> it just goes through all the different menu: meat, lettuce, and cheese. When you were talking about yeah. All-Star Superman, it reminded me of like a Tim McGraw song. Like Superman <laughs> went skydiving, he went Rocky Mountain climbing, he went 2.7 seconds on a bull named Fu Manchu. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like I I would like to see those, but I I got to tell you honestly seeing that that trailer for the Batman, there's nothing out now wrong with it. It looks like it it looks like it could easily be uh, a Nolan batman yeah like they're just they're they're going for a darker tone like hey get, guys batman's super brutal like he kicked the shit out of this guy that he didn't need to beat nearly as bad as he was beating him it kind of looks a little more a little more cartoony than the nolans and just just in the i don't know it's just the the characters how they look it's more unrealistic is that a, a good way to put it because the nolan stuff yeah. was always really it tried based to be really in, tactical yeah but this kind of looks like it might be just a little more on the fanciful side just yeah. the way yeah, the penguin looks this is just, is more of just a muscle car and you know the like the the joker looking guys with the the joker face paint on that was kind of like a throwback to the you know where a gang looked like like their boss they, you know like penguin and done, would have uniforms for his gang and the yeah, joker would have uniforms for his like gang that. Yeah, it's also like like what? Yeah, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. Like, I'm not, I'm not against it. I just don't. It's hard to get interested in it because it doesn't seem, it doesn't seem like they're doing anything that, anything particularly risky. Like, you know, Joker in the Dark Knight was definitely a risk, and for what it's worth, I think the Harley Quinn animated is a huge. Like, they're doing things in that that are huge risks with a lot of really established characters. The Riddler. Really, the more I watch of it, I'm super impressed with uh, with what they're doing. The Riddler character looks a little off of the the typical storyline. Does that make sense? Like the the I've Riddler looks like a combination. You don't think so? I've heard I've heard some rumors that that's Hush. That Hush and Riddler are working together. Oh, well, that's even more interesting then, because so Paul Dano I, is the Riddler. And they didn't even show his face in the entire trailer. Well, they've said things to the effect of that uh, there's still like two or three villains that they haven't really announced who they are. Obviously, and it kind of looks like there's going to be a Joker type character. Yeah. Judging by the but, uh, the gang that he beats up. <laughs> but um, seeing that, seeing that, like that was one of the things that like, it, it honestly turned me off a little bit of of why is the Riddler got a garbage sack on his head and some goggles like steampunk garbage face riddler that it almost reminded me of the nolan scarecrow a little bit 
I mean, at least Nolan Scarecrow looked like a damn scarecrow. <laughs> yeah, kind of. So I, I don't know. It, it's it was a teaser. So I, these are just these are just off the dome gut gut reactions. But I, I again, there's not there's nothing really out and out wrong with it, other than that. The Riddler is a hard one in that that is a character that's deeply rooted rooted in fun you know fun silly silliness. Time, so yeah, doing a dark version of that is kind of like I'm not. It's going to be hard to get me on board with a dark version of that because what? Why? And it looks it's, like the you, penguin you definitely looks like him, a crime boss. You talked about it. Well, yeah, the penguin. The penguin's fine. They're going to do that. They're going to do you know some guy who has a genetic defect and people make fun of him his whole life. It is funny you, you hire Colin Farrell, like a pretty handsome guy, <laughs> and let's put yeah. as much makeup on him and make him look un-Colin Farrell. Could have just got Richard Kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, you were talking earlier about the Superman stuff, like the, you know, the movies they've been doing, they, they try to have a darker, tortured Superman, like, how do you do? How do you do a Mixoplex? How do you do dark Mixoplex? Do you? Would you even want one? Well, that would basically be the devil as we know him. I think. The devil. Could you imagine if Mixoplex was just straight up evil and not, you know, kind of playfully bored? Yeah. It's kind of like, like Q from Star Trek. Yeah, I was. I was thinking that too. It's like you want that character to be fun to some extent. So I. I don't know the bat. It's again the Batman just. I don't. I don't know that it's doing much for me, just because I don't. At this point, they've made so many Batman's. I don't know what I'd even want from it. They have made too many Batman's. As much even, as I like Batman, Batfleck. They didn't do like Batfleck didn't represent anything that, other than they made a costume. I don't know that Batfleck ever really. There wasn't any like if if you think of the Batfleck character, what do you think about? What do you think about when you say this is what? Ben Affleck brought to Z Batman. Uh, I remember him hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then he had a nightmare. And he had the he had the Robin suit that had spray painted stuff on it. Oh, I, remember how many rumors there were about who was going to be Robin and the one where uh, the one where terrible Joker was actually Jason Todd made some sense. I thought. Yeah, I do like that theory. The, the Leto Joker's Jason Todd. But then it lets Leto off the hooko. And then I don't... <laughs> boy, that Jared they Leto him go. Joker was so bad. They let him go. <laughs> it really was bad. Yeah. And then it shows up in the Suicide Squad. And it's like... Ugh. Well, that's where he was yep. in the Suicide Squad, actually. Yep. They were going to do a solo Joker movie with him, I thought, for a while. And now... So that's the other thing is you wonder if the Joker gang in... Uh, in Le Baman is uh, them trying to tie it to the newer movie that there's kind of, there's still, cause that was something I still haven't watched that. I still haven't watched Joker. Oh, you haven't, but isn't there, uh, just watch the news. That's what's that going on in the news. <laughs> there's basically, <laughs> there's basically a cult of person out. There's kind of a cult around the Joker by the time it's done. Yeah, more or less. Cause he kind of starts to get attention. Uh, he, he beats up some guys on a train. I can't remember if he kills them or not. I think he just beats them up. And, Is he dead at the end of the movie? Um, no. Well, okay, then yeah. It's it. The end of the movie is almost like uh, 
was that was that all a dream type of thing? It was very up in the air and oh, wow. vague. Yeah. They say it elsewhere, did <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It was <laughs> it was kinda like, Alright, so was he in the institution the whole time? Or did he just imagine all of this? Or oh, I don't know, it was I weird. Watch that movie. I should just get around to watching that movie. Uh do you feel like being depressed? <laughs> I thought it was I depressing mean... a year ago when I saw it. Do I feel like being depressed? Not necessarily. Am I depressed nonetheless? Yeah. You know, shake the eight ball, signs point TS. I stand uh, by what I said when I saw it. It is beautifully made. The acting is outstanding. The script is really good. But I hate the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just wonder if that, that gang in there is, is supposed to be like that cult still kind of still kind of exists. Can you think of anything else out there? I'm trying to think right now. Something that I can't stand, but I admit that it's it's well done. That's an oh it, boy. You know that know you know I that's good art when you can look at something and go, "That's very good." I hate it though. <laughs> when somebody can some admit, I can't think of any off the top of my dome. But I me neither. Know I do have those. It's just an interesting thing that I dislike it so much but I, I can also admit it's very well done <laughs> i think that's a valuable thing i, I honestly I, I don't hate it but honestly i think i've told you before i admire i so admire blade runner but every time i watch i'm like why can't i get into this movie right when did you see it i've seen it several times over the last maybe 10 years i've watched it probably three or four times over the last 10 years like when was the first time you saw it? I don't even know. Because the first I time I know. saw it was, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. So I was in my mid-30s. So I had seen so many Blade Runner ripoffs over the years that it just didn't have the aesthetic pop that it probably did in the early 80s when you saw it. Because nobody had done yeah, that right, kind of I thing before. The aesthetic pop totally, totally uh, comes across. Also, uh, Blade Runner 2049, I actually really liked a lot. I liked it. I don't know if I liked it a lot. It was interesting, yeah. though. But original Blade Runner is is a movie that, by all, considering the kind of person I am, I absolutely should love that movie. And every every four or five years, I'm like, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another try. Hmm. And I watch it. I'm like, no, I still this still just doesn't do much for me. Other than that, it I I think it's it's super well designed. Right. So, no, it was. I'm sure at the time it was like, holy cow, this, you know, this dystopian future, everything's neon. It, it, basically, like, uh, episode two ripped it off so bad. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Like kinda a ton. Yeah. Like yeah, the, yeah, the bowels of Coruscant was basically Blade Runner. No, you're not wrong. I think that's kind of uh, why when I said aesthetic pop, it was like, well, I've seen this in like five other movies, so it's not as brand new to me as it would have been if you saw it in 1982 or whenever it came out. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, and also, Travis, speaking of uh, sequels, remakes, things like that, are you going to be watching, are you going to be watching the sequel of uh, the sequel of the year in the next couple of days? Uh, you mean Bill and Ted? Yeah, I might go try and see it this weekend after my shows. I don't know. 
because I'm, I'm totally gonna as I'm you totally know, do the digital thing. As you know, I'm, am, I'm a headlining. <laughs> I am so I am so excited. Like I, I, I really need I need that movie to be good. Yeah, I think I, I think might I, go. I might try and see it after I think my shows. Gonna like it. I just think the I think the the triple threat of uh, of uh, Sadler, Winter, Winters, and uh, you know Keanu. I just think I'm. Even if the movie's bad, I think I'm just going to enjoy, at the very least, enjoy those three people. My son is actually seeing it tonight. Yeah? He got some advanced screening. He also, oh. he's he's going to be seeing tomorrow, I think he's being seeing the New Mutants. So, New Mutants is completely off my radar. I, had, I know next to nothing about that movie. I saw the trailer for it when I went and saw Jaws with Spencer King. And... It looks okay, you know. Yeah. They're they're locked in an institution basically, <laughs> so it's them trying to escape. It's uh, so it's not the cuckoo's nest for good-looking young. Yeah, except people. except they're also trying just discovering that they have superpowers and they don't really know that much about them yet. So they're locked up. Know... They're prisoners. They're trying to escape. I don't know anything about the New Mutants in general. I don't really know that much either, but I'm starved for movies right now, so. Oh, I I want Bill and Ted three to be. I really want it to be good. And it just every time I watch like I watch a trailer, I'm like, yeah, like super jacked. Uh, Bill and Ted in prison. <laughs> I I I just have a hard time believing that I'm going to watch that scene and at the end of it go like, you know what, this sucks. <laughs> no, I hope it's really good. I mean, it seems like they've been working on it for like twenty years, right? You always hear these little rumors mm-hmm. pop up. They're going to make another Bill what? and Ted. There are there are movies that every few years you hear like yeah they're they're totally gonna do it and it's kind of like eh, eh, are they though <laughs> so yeah seeing this made and like I was just puttering around the house today and the 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 line I totally logied on that good dead meat came to my head and I just smiled <laughs> I'm like yeah that's that's right those those movies are super dumb but they also are they're really fun and and they're they're fun. It just it, so. this year does kind of go to show maybe we shouldn't take stuff for granted because we just assumed every year is going to have like three Marvel movies. We're going to get a Star Wars movie. We're going to get some DC movies. We're going to get all these, you know, all this stuff coming up. And maybe now it's like, oh, maybe we should appreciate it a, a little more like the Umbrella Academy. It was like it's been such like a entertainment desert when it came out. It was like, finally. Something I've we're been looking for, even though it was more or less just okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like I think when you see Bill and Ted, it's going to be how many, how long since you saw a new movie, and when I say a new movie, not just new to you, but new to everybody, that I think I you're think probably going to enjoy it. I think Tenet's actually getting some of that shine. I've oh, seen a few. That looks cool though. A, a few initial thoughts on it that are kind of like, yeah, this this movie is this movie is you know, maybe more or less above average, but I'm so excited to be out seeing a movie that it's, right. it's upgraded. And I will say, like, when I went to see Jaws, if you get the luxury seats, you're pretty spread out. Because, I mean, we were by ourselves. A lot of those theaters have basically walls around the seats now anyway. You so, can spread them cheeks? Yeah, you can spread them cheeks on the leather couch. Put it right out there. I remember once I went and saw a movie... And a guy took his shoes off. He was sitting right next to me. It was like no. an empty theater. Yeah. No. He, 
It was an older guy. He was like a businessman. Uh, I can't remember what movie it was. But yeah, he just kind of flips his loafers off. And he goes, this is going to be great. <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> no, the hell it isn't. You took your it's shoes off, man. And it was like this. God, man. You know how when you're a kid and you take off your church shoes and the black socks just smell different than, you know, white tube socks? So you had those black, like, tubes or the you know the, the you dress know, socks it was, you just know when he moves his feet it leaves wet marks it <laughs> leaves like little condensed wet marks <laughs> oh god that's why you should never lick your theater seats kids what a freak <laughs> i hope i hope you called the police on that man oh it was just the weirdest thing i've ever seen a guy just takes his shoes off and i'm not Super gonna lie nice. when i saw jaws I, I was kind of like looking down at my feet like, man, I wish I could take these shoes off. It would be so nice if I was in here by myself. Would have been a good story doing it with a friend, though. Should have wore your Crocs. <laughs> that's a good idea. Breathe. I mean, people wear <laughs> flip-flops. I think that's gross, but whatever. Hey, I mean, you, you know, uh, yeah. You, ta- you, you know, you, 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 at least you're doing the bare minimum. That's true. So, that's true. I don't know. Well, we're at, oh. we're at an hour. Did we finish? Did we finish talking about Justice League? Yeah, I think I think we. Well, let's do it right now. Uh, I, are you, I'll watch it. Are you? You'll watch it. I don't know if I'm gonna. I, I'll I'll listen to your thoughts about it. And, okay. I'm just glad I have to access to it now. Something I need to do. It kind of sounds like they're am, gonna release it in four parts and four different time periods. Is that the I, impression you I, got? I, I haven't been paying. I I paid attention in so much as they had a trailer. I think that people are super excited for it right now, and I think maybe they're putting all of their efforts toward the first hour, and then get that out, and then start working on the second hour. It's kind of what it seems like is going to happen, because I don't think it's all being released at the same time. I could be wrong, but it'd be interesting. I'll I'll get your thoughts. I would just say, I'm taking into account, I haven't gotten around to seeing Joker, and that's a movie that at least I probably ought to see and at the end of the day i might end up liking that's a movie that that the that's a movie that that sort of some of the takes on has made me feel like eh, make me feel kind of gross so if i'm gonna base it on the fan base i i don't know that snyder fans are gonna make me at all want to see this movie that i already didn't really like very much yeah so but we'll see maybe you'll come out of it and say that they made the greatest movie ever the one thing about the Snyder movies, the the DC ones, is they do look very CG. I think maybe yes. that, that sets oh, yes. people off a little bit. Like, when I go back and watch the prequels, I'm like, oh, they used way too much green screen in these movies. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's not that it looks terrible, but also it, it just looks very synthetic. So, yeah. it's it's that's why they don't stand out as much as the original or the newer ones for me actually either just aesthetically it's, there's not a lot of real better, stuff but when you when you kind of put your when you really put your whole your whole ass into uh the uh the cg zone you're taking the chance that this is not going to age nearly as well as you thought it would right i mean when was the last time anybody watched sky captain in the world of tomorrow oh <laughs> Is that movie good? 
I liked it when it first came out. I was like, this is actually really good. When it first came out, I wonder if I would like it now. It's funny because it's it takes itself very seriously. It's not silly at all, but it's so like nineteen forties style importance, like Dick Tracy almost. So it's very serious, but it it is amusing. And there's I think there's giant robots and stuff in it, which is always cool. Yes, is the is the Dick Tracy movie good? Um, I saw it probably 10 years ago and I, I remember thinking that I liked it better than I did when I was a kid. Cause when I, I was would, a kid, I was like, ah, I don't like this movie. Cause it was kind of dark. Having not seen that movie since it came out, I feel like my gut, my gut reaction would be if I watched it now, I would probably go, this is a dumb movie. I am really enjoying watching all these pretty top-tier actors mm-hmm. just having the time of their lives being a bunch of idiots. Top-tier actors and Madonna. Like, Pacino's <laughs> in that, right? Pacino's yeah. Big Boy, right? Uh, is it is it Big Boy? I, I can't remember I thought, the name. Maybe that's it. But yeah, he's the he's the, the lead bad guy. Yeah, yeah, that's Big Boy. Because it, it, it's the, the uh, Hoffman, uh, what's... Like Mumbles? Uh, he, it was Mumbles, yeah, right? Yeah, Mumbles. And the way they get him is that they slow it down and you say, Big Boy did it. Big Boy did it. Oh, yeah. That's a good way to remember. That's another... Yeah, you get Dustin Hoffman, who's a, especially at that time, a pretty popular actor. And you make it so you can't really tell it's him or uh, hear his voice. <laughs> you ever had any affinity for Warren Beatty, really? No. But I, I do I like him in that a, role. I know he's a classic actor. I've just never really had any particular affinity to him. I've never seen Let's Ishtar. See. I've never seen Hair <laughs> or Bullworth. <laughs> oh, Bullworth! <laughs> I've never seen Bullworth. But just the 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 very uh, the invocation of uh, or, or just bringing up Bullworth is is a super laugh. <laughs> it's a time in history. That's for sure. No, I remember William, liking it as oh, a kid. Oh, William huh? Forsyth was flat top, but that was fun. <laughs> I kind of have gone back and I watched The Phantom, and I was like, you know, "This isn't as terrible as I remember." Are you talking it. about the? Are you talking the about Billy the Zane. hero that slams evil? Yeah, yeah, it's a Billy Zane movie. There's there's redeeming qualities to it. It's not great. I'm not saying he it. He rides a horse. Yeah. Um, there's a scene at the beginning that's very kind of Indiana Jonesy, which is cool. Uh, I think that movie was just poorly marketed. Yeah, it was. I put it in the same category as uh, the Rocketeer. The Rocketeer, I think. Uh, I think the Rocketeer is a revered movie. I don't think it was very successful at the time, but I no, think it, it has come around to. It has come around to being a revered classic. That's how I felt about the Phantom, though. It's got uh, Christy Swanson and Catherine Zeta-Jones. Oh, yeah, quite the quite the pairing. The the costume in the Phantom is so silly. Yeah, it is like super silly. accurate, but also, I think maybe that was another thing that hurt it was, it's nobody knew who that, and I still don't really know who the Phantom is. I mean, they and kind that, of explain it in the in the movie that it's oh, almost then, like uh, a, it's almost like a one of those uh, passed down to the next generation type superheroes. What was the other one from that era that was with Alec Baldwin? Uh, the, the Shadow. The sp- yeah, the shadow. Yep, that was it. See, that, Boy, one, that one is not that one as good too. Yeah, that one did stink. That one was kind of boring. 
the shadow knows. Like when he when he was the shadow, like his face morphed, and they they take the they take the scarf off him, and he looks really weird. Yeah, really troubling. Okay, I kind of want to go back and watch that now. Well, you, I will allow you that. <laughs> I gotta see if it's if it's streaming anywhere. Is it on HBO Max, which I can watch now? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna try looking up. I have a an app for streaming. I'm gonna look up the Shadow and see if it's on there. Yeah, let's see if it's streaming anywhere. So Bill, um, I always thought I, Billy Zane. I, while you're looking for that, I always thought Billy Zane was kind of a weirdo. Like the first thing I remember him in was probably like Titanic, but. Uh, I remember when they were showing like the red carpet for people going to see uh, the Phantom Menace. It, it was in what '96, and Is Billy's. He in no, he's not in it, but he he was one of the stars that went to go see it at like Grauman's Chinese Theater at the premiere because he was a, he was a star, so he could get tickets. And he's carrying this little sack, and the reporter's like, "What do you got there?" He's like, "These are my tangerines. I like to have a snack in a movie and." Uh, I'm a Hollywood actor, and that. I need to yeah, stay I think in shape. I remember that. So uh, these are my like tangerines. It's, it's uh, streaming on whatever the. I think this is the Cinemax uh, Max Go. Oh dang! And then like rentals and purchase. Maybe I'll have so. to do the old-fashioned Netflix and get the disc. Yeah. Because now I gotta know. I can't remember um, if I liked it or not. Do you remember Billy Zane being in Tombstone? No, I've I've actually never seen Tombstone. Oh, you haven't? No, I never have. Travis, you would adore Tombstone. <laughs> I think you're probably right. Tombstone is so far up your alley. I just never got around to it. <laughs> That's another one oh, I got to watch. One up too. What's these that are, on? These are my tangerines. Uh, wow, Tombstone isn't in, isn't streaming on a major service, it seems. That's weird. Wow. I would have thought that one would totally be there. Oh, yeah, dude. Like Tombstone is... Uh, I can say without beyond the shadow of a doubt that you would adore Tombstone. I just know the Huckleberry line, or that there yeah. is a Huckleberry. Oh man, I'll be your Huckleberry. Val Kil- that is that is Val Kil- That is probably Val Kilmer- Kilmer's most seen chewing role. It's Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, who else? Uh, um, Bill Paxton, ah. uh, old mustachey who I'm spacing on. Oh, right now. Sam Elliott. Yeah, Sam Elliott, uh, Sam Elliott, uh, Michael Beef. Michael Bean, uh, Powers oh. Booth, wow, um, Billy Bob Thornton, kind of, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just just a, a murderer's row. Like, it, yeah, it, it's so good. I never saw Unforgiven either. Unforgiven is uh, Unforgiven also really good. That is more of a depressing movie. Mm. But also extremely good. Well, I need to go on a Western kick. Yeah. Hey, go for it, man. Those are two that, that you would be happy with. Life goals. Yeah. Well, I th- we're, we're out watch, of ten. Watch regular, watch regular Magnificent Seven. Uh, maybe not necessarily. I've seen that one. I've seen both of them. Very different movies, actually. Huh. I like the, I like you, the older one better. Or you could just watch Seven Samurai. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I, I, I think that's a a very worthwhile experience watching Seven Samurai and then watching Magnificent Seven. I I heard that everybody in the Magnificent Seven hated Yul Brenner. They thought he was such a prick. 
So I they just tortured him the whole time. You can go outside of that and just say everyone who knew Yul Brynner. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember where I heard stories about it, but yeah, everybody just hated him. Yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've heard, I've heard some great things about Yul Brynner. So. <laughs> that that tracks. That does track. Well, Jake, I think we should wrap up the episode. Here. Yeah, we've 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 gone. We've definitely gone. So, uh, anything you got to promote? Uh, this is gonna come out after, but I just headlined at Wise Guys Ogden. So, if you came, thanks Did you for have coming. A good time? Uh, of of course, great time. Everybody, thanks, thanks for coming. Sold out shows. So, Woo-hoo. if you want to, if you want to email in and tell us how Travis's set went later to the tater at gmail.com is the address you can get us at we like to hear from people uh if you've been enjoying what you've heard uh, please uh grab us on apple podcast give us a five-star rating write us a one sentence review makes us more visible tell your friends if you can uh you can also find us on podbean and now spotify yeah Uh, we bring up we bring up apple podcast just because that's kind of the most visible thing and the best the best pathway to getting us uh, out to more people having us be visible true that oh we're on laughable too we are on laughable too excuse me how dare i <laughs> uh blue wave theory is the music that we use for our opening and closing things we appreciate the usage on that thanks and with that i think i've done my job yeah you can follow me at travis tate funny on instagram and twitter facebook all those things uh nothing really oh ah crap i can't remember the dates in september i'm featuring for vicky barbalak she'll be at wise guys again and she specifically cool. asked that i feature for her so that is the coolest good on you man so maybe when yeah. things open up i can go do some gigs uh, on the road that's, that, fun. that's that's what my 2020 was supposed to be this was the year <laughs> i was gonna go travel my daughter graduated from high school oh, turns boy. 18 She's the youngest, and then I was gonna hit the road, but the road, eh, the road will wait. It's not going anywhere, that's yeah, for sure. You know, I yeah, you know, hey, I'm I'm up there with you. I'm up there with you. I'm so. just afraid that now saying hit the road means uh, you're gonna go out there and it's gonna be like the movie The Road. <laughs> Never seen The Road. Have you seen The Road? No, but I heard a podcast once either. where uh, I think it was Burt Kreischer's podcast, and Ari Shafir came on. And just basically spent the two hours describing the book The Road in great detail. World, world famous for <laughs> world famous for being exceptionally depressing. Oh, so bad. <laughs> and yeah. just when you see you think there's a light at the end of the tunnel, uh, there's a, a giant monster at the end of it. Is there? Well, not like a literal monster, but like I'm talking about the scene that I'm thinking of where they find like a, a basement and it's got like all this food and they're like, Oh cool. There's so much food. And then they find a bunch of like kids in a dungeon and then realize, Oh, we got to get out of here. There's, there's guys that have these kids locked up and they just leave the kids. And then the, the guys show up and basically chase them around and uh, depressing stuff. Cause they want to eat the kids. That and, uh, that and Children of Men are two movies that uh, sound like they're such good movies that the depression levels, I just don't know if I can handle. <laughs> That's the Joker, too. Yeah. Especially wow. nowadays. <laughs> well. Anywho. Uh, I'm not going to finish out on it because normally I would, I would say something about for depressed people everywhere, but uh, 
I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say uh, this has been late to the party with Travis Tate and four uh, spread ass cheeks everywhere. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go with four Snyder cutters everywhere. Nope, nope. This is the ass cheeks episode. Baby. All right. Spread, spread eagle. Truly, Travis, if there's anything... If there's anything that's more deserving of uh, celebration and joy, just just jubilation, I gotta go with ass cheeks, buddy. Yeah, why not? I mean, everybody's All got right. them. Yeah. Except unless you're a conehead, we find out they don't actually have. Or cheeks. or your Hank Hill. <laughs> or Hank Hill, yeah. Uh, anyway. Right. Uh, ass well, cheeks everywhere, baby. Yeah. This has been late to the party with Travis Tate. I'm Jake. And I'm Travis Tate, and better Tate than never.